Welcome back, everyone, to On Campus with Miss T. I am your host, Miss T. And I'm your co-host, David. And this is episode... 18. 18. 18. 18. So for today's episode, we got a pretty cool interview um, with our friend Christian. And we'll be talking about his experiences with immigration and becoming an American citizen and all that stuff. But before we get into that, we will do our rewind. And I don't know if this is really a rewind, I guess. I mean, last time we kind of, I guess a couple of times, we've kind of talked about like going beyond the politics, right? Which is... Like, um, well, yeah. Like going beyond your own political agendas, I guess, is what I'm, I mean by that. Um, like trying to look past that and like all the political labels and stuff and just trying to see these issues for what they are, I guess, and not just for whether they're um, conservative or liberal or um, Republican or Democrat or whatever, (laughs) if that makes any sense. But I found this video. um, I had actually seen it a while back, but um, I wanted to bring it up. It's an interview of Eddie Gloud, and I think that's how you pronounce his name. He's a professor at Princeton University, and it's an interview of him on MSNBC. I don't know if you've seen it. No. But this is kind of like an example of... I feel like a lot of people are thinking of racism in political terms now, if that makes any sense. Like, that conversation revolves a lot around politics. I don't know what's the conversation about. Racism. Oh. But that conversation usually revolves a lot around politics now, if that makes any sense. Like, Donald Trump and... um, ICE and immigration laws and, like, police brutality, I guess, or, like, what the laws are and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so I I really like this interview because I think he really does get to, like, kind of the heart of the issue. But, yeah, let's listen to it, and then we can talk about it more. You know, America's not unique in its sins as a country. We're not unique in our evils, to be honest with you. Um, I think where we, where we may be singular is our fu- a refusal to acknowledge them mm. Mm. and the legends and myths we tell about our inherent, you know, goodness uh, to hide and cover and conceal so that we can maintain a kind of willful ignorance that protects our innocence. See, the thing is that when we, the Tea Party was happening, we used people were we were saying pundits. Oh, it's just about economic populism. <laughs> it's not about race. <clears throat> when people knew, people knew. Social scientists were already writing that what was driving the Tea Party were anxieties about economic demographic anxiety. shifts, that the country was changing, that they were seeing these racially ambiguous babies on, on Cheerios commercials, that the country wasn't quite feeling like it was a white nation anymore, and people were screaming from the top of their lungs. Yo, this is not just simply economic populism. This is the ugly underbelly of the country. See, the thing is, is this. 
and I'll say this and I'll take the hit on it. There are communities that have had to bear the brunt of America confronting, white Americans confronting the danger of their innocence. And it happens every generation. So somehow we have to kind of, oh my God, is this who we are? And just again, another, here's another generation of babies. Think about it, that two-year-old had his bro bones broken by two parents trying to shield him from being killed. A woman who has been married to this man for as long as I've been on the planet almost lost her, lost her husband. For what? And so what we know is that the country has been playing politics for a long time on this hatred. We know this. So it's easy for us to place it all on Donald Trump's shoulders. It's easy for us to place Pittsburgh on his shoulders. It's easy for me to place Charlottesville on his shoulders. It's easy for us to place El Paso on his shoulders. This is us. And if we're going to get past this, we can't blame it on him. He's a manifestation of the ugliness that's in us. I've had the privilege of growing up in a tradition that didn't believe in the myths and the legends because we had to bear the brunt of them. Either we're going to change, Nicole, or we're going to do this again and again, and babies are going to have to grow up without mothers and fathers, uncles and aunts, friends, while we're trying to convince white folk to finally leave behind a history that will maybe, maybe, or embrace a history that might set them free from being white. Finally. Finally. What else? Lord help us. So that video is titled Blaming President Donald Trump is Too Easy. This is Us, and it's from MSNBC. Um, so, yeah, what did you think? Uh, some of it I was a little confused. Um, yeah, some of it, it's end. like out of context, kind of. But Yeah, um, but I get what you, I get the, I guess, the underlining message. And yeah, I think he's right. Um, America has a terrible past. It's racist as hell. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't know. I don't even know how to fix it. I, I guess one thing is for sure is, is teaching it correctly. Like everyone, you should know your history. Yeah. And, but everything involved in it. Like you, I want to know the evils and the good that came out of it. And I think the problem right now is everyone's like, oh, it's, like what is it like all oh, their colonizers we don't learn about them like you should learn about them still you need to learn about them and know the evils they did mm -hmm. just because they did evil doesn't mean you should ignore it yeah or even like <clears throat> like you know how there's like statues of like i don't know whoever like people from our history that now we realize that they were not the best people right um and there's like statues of them in certain states or whatever and people keep like defacing them or petitioning to like get them torn down or whatever and it's like I get that but at the same time the fact that we have a statue of that terrible individual like erected in these cities or in these states specifically like that itself is a part of our history yeah that we need to know that there was a time when we were idolizing these people and like try to understand why were we idolizing those people like 
I, I how get. does that happen? Yeah. And how do we move forward from that? You know what I mean? Instead of just trying to like erase it yeah like sweep it all under the carpet or something like i i hate that i don't agree with that at all like i don't know i'm very i think i'm a very patriotic person i love america but i know the evil the history and like it's like it sucks <laughs> and i want people to still learn i don't know like when i talk to other hispanic friends are like oh yeah colonizers this like well yeah yeah they are colonized yeah they're evil yes it's all true. That was not a good thing that happened. You shouldn't. <laughs> I was like, it should still be taught. Like, yeah. You still need to learn all that. You need to, so you know, like, oh man, they're pieces of crap. Yeah. And that, that's kind but of, that's our history. That's, yeah. Like one of the things that kind of amazes me about like the Native American people that I've met or like whenever I see Native American people speaking, it's like, like that's kind of more of what they want is just for their history to be taught and for people to realize what happened instead of them like trying to like like just be angry or like talk fix crap it, yeah. or like whatever you know like you can't fix it it's done <laughs> yeah but i th i think it is important it's not about changing the past necessarily yeah. it's just about everyone being aware of it yeah and like he said like embracing that past so that you can move forward from it and create that change in the future. But I think a lot of people, and I really liked one thing that he said as well, where it was white Americans confronting the danger of their innocence. And it's true because people don't want to be looked at as like, I did something wrong or like, I'm a part of the problem or like, whatever, you know, people get very defensive and they start defending themselves against anything you throw at them and it's like it's not about who's right or wrong or it's not about like i don't know whatever someone else is going to think of you it's about like i don't know just like learning that things were not i don't know i don't know how to explain it you're losing me, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not about whether you as an individual are right or wrong, necessarily. It's about, like, I don't know, I guess just kind of realizing how these things are impacting the people around you. Like, thinking beyond yourself or something, like. I guess, but what does that even, I don't know, what does that do for? It changes the way that people view things the way that people vote on things the way that people behave around each other even you get me i don't know i think it's a bigger talk i don't like i guess any examples like what would an ideal like what do you mean like say a white guy saying oh, i'm not i'm not gonna apologize for anything like i'm not an apologist like that wasn't me who did that racist stuff is that what you're saying? Yeah, and it's not about him apologizing on behalf of, like, all white people. It's about him maybe apologizing because he feels sorry that these things happened. You get me? It's not about him being right or wrong or him, like, white people being on the right or wrong side of things. It's about realizing the impact that it had on other people and just being sorry that these events happened and trying to move forward from that.
Does that make sense? I don't know. It's all too vague. Like, what is he supposed to do? Just have empathy. Just try to understand where they're coming from. Okay. Anyone is coming from. You get me? Like, no matter who it is, whether it's racism or, like, LGBTQ plus topics or whatever. You get me? Like, the main thing is just, it's not like, like playing the blame game or playing politics. It's more about trying to understand that other individual's experiences and how their world has been shaped by these things that have happened and trying to move forward from that. I don't know. And then I think I, I also like that he said that we can't just like blame everything on Donald Trump because he's just a manifestation of like all of the stuff that was already there to begin with. Right. And I think a lot of people kind of use politics as like a scapegoat, like. Like they put all these labels on things and it just makes it easier for people to. Put aside or forget like this human aspect to everything. Yeah. But yeah, I really like that response i guess that he gave um i also really like the fact that he said yo <laughs> just because mm. you know like i don't know whenever you think of like a professor of princeton university you know like i don't know it's, you yeah. can be smart and say yo <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> those don't have to be mutually exclusive you're the one always crying about slang that's slang. yeah just because it's annoying because <laughs> i never know what people are saying <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? People make up words like every five minutes. Yeah, because it's words. You can make them up. But yeah, anyways. Yeah, so that's just something that I kind of wanted to bring up and about trying to see beyond politics, I guess, which we had somewhat talked about before. So bottom line is white people, you owe us. No, that is not the bottom line at all. Okay. Anyways, so we will go right into our interview now. Um, again, it's with Christian. He will be talking to us about his experiences, like I've been and always will say, so that we can learn about other people's life experiences and try to relate better to other people and understand each other better and you know, be able to empathize with each other's problems and each other's life experiences. And hopefully we can all just be nicer to each other <laughs> from there. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. So, yeah, here's our interview with Christian. Oh, and with his fiance Michi. She was also there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so on campus today, we have our friend Christian, who's joined by his fiance Michelle. Hey. <laughs> and we're going to be talking to Christian about um, his experience, I guess, with becoming an American citizen. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start off by having you tell us a little bit about, like, what you do for a living, um, your family, like your background. Um, first of all, I thought we were going to do a countdown. 
What do you mean? <laughs> like three, two, one, no. and we're live. <laughs> we could if you want. You know, I'm trying we're to prepare for Joe Rogan. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, where do I start? I'm 29, uh, assistant branch manager at a small credit union. Um, that's pretty much it. And your family. Family, fiance, of course, dad. Michelle, my dad. I have a dad bod. Uh, two beautiful little girls, three and two. Shout out to them, Scarlett and Penny. Mm -hmm. and yeah. That's better. <laughs> and then you recently became a U.S. citizen, right? Yes, was recently. Like very recent. Yeah, a couple, what, like three, four months ago? When was it? Mm, it was after my birthday. Yeah, so I had to. May. I had to hurry that up because, you know, Trump is being a little too aggressive right now. So. <laughs> and then after that, he didn't want to get married, so. You know. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I don't that? need you, Michi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Can I have the ring back? <laughs> yeah, that ring belongs to me. <laughs> I'll pay my debt. It's cool. <laughs> but yeah, just recent, um, final. Finally, for me, it was more than like 12 years. <laughs> That's not my stomach, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, dogs are in here fighting. <laughs> it's the demons. <laughs> what were you saying? So, yeah, so um, just recently, and it took me about 13 years to become a citizen. Okay. Yeah. So you've been here for 13 years? Um, in the U.S.? No, as far as I, I was here since I was three years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, but okay. the process is really long. It's not. Oh, you started the process yeah. 13 years ago. Yeah. Damn. It's not something that's like overnight. A lot of people think it, it is, but it isn't. Um, especially the situation on how you came to the country, you know, all that comes into play. So, um, you know, you hear a lot of people say, well, they need to do certain things. <laughs> All right, I need a break real quick. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Okay, so we're back. We had to kick the dogs out of the room. <laughs> so you were telling us you've been here. Oh, you started the process 13 years ago, right? Yes, 13 years ago. Um, it's just been a whole long process. And it does cost a lot of money, too. You know, it's not something easy that you can do but um yeah finally got it done and what like how do you start that process like what do you have to do well that started with my parents you know my dad had to become a citizen somehow some way um and i think it was through sponsorship through his job so from that he was able to become a resident then a citizen and then got my mom um resident then citizen and then I finally was able to become a resident, not until I graduated, I think like a year or two after high school. Okay. So, um, yeah, I missed a lot of opportunities because of that. And um, Like what? Um, for example, uh, I played soccer. Mm -hmm. So I did have some full rides on the table. And unfortunately, you can't, you know, take a scholarship or anything like that unless you are a resident, uh, minimum resident, Damn. and then citizenship. I mean, if you're a citizen, it's obviously, you know. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. But yeah. yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, so 
other than that, that's that's what happened really. So kind of steered me to a different path mm -hmm. and I had to look at different ways on how I was able to uh, make a career or, you know, work anywhere, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, because of that, I want to say it did steer me to, um, you know, working at a bank. You know, I was working in retail and then, you know, I was tired of that. I was a freaking mall rat, you know, so I was working every job in the mall until, you know, I finally got the opportunity to work at Citibank. Mm -hmm. So. Um, and what is the process for like applying for a job if you're not a U.S. citizen? Um, well, you have to get a work permit. So before you become a resident, you must have a work permit. And that is a process in itself. I don't know how that worked. My parents helped out with all that and the attorney or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, thankfully, I, I was able to work because of that work permit. And I'm assuming you would have to be paying the attorney for all of these things, Oh, yeah, things, for sure. Right? Yeah, minimum, <laughs> like, you're, you're looking at, like, $10,000 sometimes, depending damn, on, like, the case damn. and stuff. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. Jeez. It's either that <laughs> and, yeah. You got to work for your work permit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know. So, you know. Yeah. Damn. So... That's crazy. But I mean, I guess your process, your, your experience is probably a lot different than if, um, let's say you had come into this country without right. any sort of paperwork, right? So right. you were kind of fortunate in that way to have your parents kind yeah, of I mean, blaze the trail for you. Fortunate that my dad was able to get that sponsorship. You mm -hmm. know, if he wasn't able to get that from his job, then I don't know where we would stand. Probably I, I would still be trying to get my... Can any employer do that? Um, yeah, I think they yeah. do because they say I see a lot of jobs like that, like tech jobs. They say like we offer sponsors sponsorships or like for like visas. a visa or something. Yeah, yeah, or they don't like since they no no sponsorships. Well, oh. I see a lot of that in tech because they do get a lot of guys from like India, from India, right? Yeah, and other countries, but yeah. Hmm. Well, so I think they cool. can. Yeah, I'm sure doctors do that too. A lot of doctors. Or out of the country, doctors. Oh, that's true. Mm -hmm. Or if you have a lot of money, you just come in here and you get, you know, you get a citizenship yeah. right away. I, yeah, I heard like if that. you invest a certain amount of money, it's easy to get a citizenship. Invest in what? Like something in America, something a like company, a company, like in America. If you, yeah, if you, something like that. Yeah, something. I don't, I don't know the exact rules, but yeah. Hmm. And like, do you find that people kind of like judge you, um, or like? They kind of know you from work or something and then they find out that like you're not a u.s citizen and maybe they have like comments that they make or like preconceived notions of who you are to be honest i've never ran into that where you know they're like oh you're an illegal or you're mexican okay. or you know anything um bad in that sense <laughs> um and i think it had to do with me uh, coming here when I was three, you know, so, mm -hmm. um, you know, I really don't have that accent or I think I don't have that you accent from a person that comes also from Mexico. Also your parents, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, I started school but that very could be young. a thing yeah. too. Like mm -hmm. for me, it was like, like I was surprised, like, oh, like all along I thought you were. <laughs> you yeah. No, yeah. yeah. That's what I like, got instead of, oh, you're illegal. Or, I had no or, clue. Yeah. 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 They said, yeah. Like, what? I was like, what? Like, what the hell? Yeah. was... A lot of people were very surprised that I wasn't, you know, yeah. so mm -hmm. that was more. Yeah. But I I really haven't ran into any type of like racism or anything like that. Well, not in L.A. at least. You're gonna, yeah, because yeah, we're to, surrounded by Mexicans yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Very different. <laughs> you have to venture off and you'll run into it. Here. Yeah. I don't know. Or here, like, here, like dumb little comments. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I remember one time I was uh, I was driving for Uber, right? Oh, no, no, no. Actually, I was a passenger in an Uber. And the guy was like, I think he asked me, like, what ethnicity I was or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm Mexican. And he was like, oh, I used to live in, like long view or something like that and he was like yeah my my city took in a lot of mexican refugees and i was like what are you talking about like, thank you <laughs> yeah I was like, okay again i don't know mexican there's mexican refugees yeah i was like there's is. mexican yeah. refugees like i don't know i mean yeah, there's a lot of mexican immigrants that's like know, in maybe people that are about to get deported and they, they don't i don't know i don't know what i don't know that. yeah it's a very awkward <laughs> car ride yeah <laughs> Um, <laughs> other than it affecting you, I guess, is there any way that it affected your family? Um, or no, maybe Michi can say, no, like, was there so. any way that it affected? Besides stressing <laughs> me out that I needed to become a citizen. Yeah. But <laughs> other than that, I mean, um, I think I was. Uh, I no, I never. That. I was just like, if he ever gets deported, we're going to Mexico. But like, there wasn't anything. That <laughs> like... wouldn't happen. But I mean, shoot, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if I can picture Michi in Mexico. <laughs> oh yeah, she'll go crazy. Unless it's Can Cancun, right? Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you from Cancun. <laughs> Puerto Vallarta. You said your grandparents have a lot of money, right? Yeah. <laughs> I never said. <laughs> what were your thoughts on like the? Like, the, all the raids that were happening um, with, like, ICE and all of that stuff. I mean, I just feel that it was definitely pinpointed, you know. it's You can't lie about that, you know. And even, um, I mean, majority of them were people working in factories and, and, and farms, you know, that us as citizens need that, you know. So it's almost like the U.S. shooting themselves in their feet, you know. Um, we need that type of work. Even the owners that accepted these type of workers, they need them. They mm -hmm. they say that, you know, in plain sight, they need they need people like that because the average I myself, I wouldn't see myself working in a in a yeah. farm. You know, that's that's some crazy work. You know? that, they can't even afford to pay them, especially with like because like legit jobs. Like if yeah. you need, um, when we were uh, seeing that, though, sorry, also like your thing expired in august or something? november of this year so uh, november yeah. so it could have been my residency yeah it's kind of like you can damn and then that whole process <laughs> to renew your green card is a whole nother monster too you know oh, really? what do you yeah. have to do uh, it's just a whole nother like application process and then you have to go through review and then it's you just have a lot to, of waiting a lot of waiting for sure i mean i waited to get my um not to become a citizen, but to get an interview to become a citizen, I waited like a year and a half. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. But you know what? In other, in other states, um, it depends on the population or the entries of Oh, so if it's a less populated yeah, area? Yeah, because my, my mom that lives in Texas, she did it and she didn't, I, I think it was like less than a year. So it all depends. For the interview yeah. or for the whole process? The, the whole process. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dang. Oh, so 13 years compared to a year and a half? Mm -hmm. It's probably because LA's so artists and yeah, Hispanics in general. For sure. I think when I became a citizen at the, um, they did it at the, um, where was it? Convention. The convention center in LA. Really? It was like 6,000? I think it was... People? Yeah, 6,000 people Damn. that were sworn in. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. And what uh, does that feel like for you? Like finally being there after 13 years and... I mean, definitely it was just... Um, 
like a big weight was off my shoulders, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, now I can, you know, breathe and mm-hmm. not worry. Like I have to make it like my residency is going to expire, I re- you know, yeah. all that stuff, because it really does get really difficult. You know, if something like that were to happen and it's just like, uh, what if you're stuck? What if it doesn't work out? What he was if- honestly really stressing it yeah. before. I, that is scary. Yeah, that's no, scary. just knowing that your thing is about to expire and then you see on the news, like, all these raids and stuff, like... No, it is like, scary because it's like... It's I mean, you guys especially have you're kids, born, you're, so I, you're pretty I mean, much born and raised here. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you weren't born here, but you're, yeah. Black, yeah like, do you know anything, like, <laughs> in Mexico? I like- mean, I visited a few times after I got my green card, but, uh, I mean, no, this is my home, you know? The story of how he came here, though, that he told me? No, it's horrible. I don't even want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, he was telling me, and he's like... Yeah, I was like three years old. I was by myself in a produce truck, just coming like, like a cabbage I didn't patch. know anyone. Like a cabbage <laughs> patch. And then I found out later, like when we went to visit your mom, she's like, "Oh, what a liar!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's funny with the bus. It's yeah. funny because I, I say that with a straight face, and people are like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, "Are you freaking kidding me right now?" No, I, I would never this way. You know, like, Come on. Well, I mean, that could be a three-year-old. Yeah, I think that's probably like legit. There's a lot of people do like smuggle in here, like I don't know, like the the eighteen-wheelers and stuff. stuff. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's crazy. I mean, yeah, I'm sure that could be true for someone. Fortunately, it wasn't true for you, (laughs) and it was just a funny. You didn't tell me that like your dad slept under a car because you didn't have a home before, like. My dad? Yeah. Was that a lie too? Jenny <laughs> 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 even Christian. <laughs> Probably my dad told you that. I don't remember that story. You told me that. Yeah? I did? Yeah. Are you talking to someone? <laughs> <laughs> no, possibly. Possibly I did tell you that. Like it's he slept so under a car because he came and he didn't have anywhere to go. Well, yeah, so I'm sure that's, that's how it, that's... And you what know, what year did they come? I don't remember, man. We were 29, right? So, for sure, in like 80 something, you know, late I'm 80s. I'm surprised they didn't become citizens because, like, all our parents were immigrants too, but they all like they got like that Reagan hookup. Yeah. Asylum. But how did they enter Something the, like that, yeah. How did I they think enter my the parents country? did try to do that. Um, as far as like the whole asylum claim asylum because it depends like he said how you entered the country Mm -hmm. so like my mom and my dad entered the country legally like they had like work visas or something so it depends like if you just came here like yeah my parents just crossed yeah my parents just crossed yeah then it's a harder process (laughs) wait you gotta tell them how like your mom was nine months pregnant in the U.S. Oh yeah, this is and the then worst she's story about to give ever. birth, so she's like, "I gotta go to Mexico." So <laughs> yeah, so to... um, I was supposed to be born in the U.S. Like that was set, you know, the hospital, all that. It was already arranged. Okay. And my grandpa, um, he passed away, so oh, my mom no. had to go back, and then oh. bam, I was born over there. So it's Damn. like, dang, I always, you know. Throw spit at my mom. No, I like <laughs> <laughs> no but um, yeah, it's just, I mean, it had, it yeah. had to happen. You know? So well, I have four siblings, no. only two. And then the opposite thing happened to my brother, Ron. Shout out to Ron. Um, <laughs> my mom was pregnant. She was out there. And then she came over here and had Ron. Okay. So it was just like, what the hell? You know? Yeah. So, so were you the only star. sibling? No. Yeah. So I have an older sister. Um, 
Luce, and then it's me, and then Ron, and then my younger brother. Yeah. Were you the only one born in Mexico? Uh, me and my sister. Me and my older sister. Okay. Yeah. Is she good now too? Or um, yeah, she's uh, married um, okay. with a um, he's a veteran uh, marine. Okay. Yeah. She's good, but I think she's still in the process. Yeah, but she's, she's practically done. Okay. Yeah. No worries. Well, yeah, she's married, so she should be. Yeah, good. she's yeah. good. Yeah. All right, and then if there's like one thing that you wish that people kind of understood or that they knew or something like a piece of wisdom that you want to leave people with about your situation or about like kind of what is going on mm -hmm. with immigration in the world right now, like what yeah. would that be? Um, I think not to get it confused with people that are really trying to come here to have a better life. You know, uh, like I myself, like I love this country, you know, I work hard because this country gave me that opportunity, you know. So if they tell me to go to war, I'll, I will go to war, you know, for the U.S. That's a for sure. Um, so they need to understand that people that do come here to, um, you know, find a better life and everything. Yeah, we need to respect that. You know, we need to understand that, you know, and then, but see, here's the thing. It gets tricky because there's a lot of illegal activity that gets in the mix with that. So I see um, that other perspective um, of it, you know, so I totally understand. But, um, you know, the whole thing with like, oh, cross here legally, cross here legally or come here legally, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's super hard to come here legally. First of all, at, at this point of time, you know, you get rejected for visas left and right. Mm -hmm. um, so there's no other option but to cross illegally, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and most of the people, you know, 99% of the people that cross is to have a better life, you know, and to um, have that American dream or whatever it is, you know? So I think um, like just as individuals, just be more humble, you know? That's the number one thing, you know, if you don't have that that type of trait, then you're never going to understand, you know, because we have it very, very good here, you know, and there's other people, you know, there's I have kids. So you, you can see other kids in like Guatemala that only eat beans maybe once a week if they get that, you know, mm -hmm. so it's like they're coming here to freaking survive, you know. Yeah. So that's that's the main thing, you know, if you really just um, it, just become a human being and see that and um, be humble and, and see that, then I think we can all make it better, you know? Yeah. Um, but like I said, I, I understand the other perspective, you know, you, it's like, this is my house. I don't want anyone else coming to my house, you know? And I see that, you know, but. Yeah. I think it's also like, it's like, I wish, like, we shouldn't, I don't know. We shouldn't be focusing on immigration. Like we should be focusing on like helping Mexico, like, Mm -hmm. figure it stuff figure, out like help them out get their economy established and then it's like i don't know like a long-term goal but see and here's they, the they thing they have open borders like the borders don't matter people are just gonna be visiting because it's not like americans are like perfect people no we're it's all not. imperfect so like it's not that it's coming, just it's like two very different worlds when you cross the border it's oh, like yeah. a lot it mm -hmm. could be a lot more violent in mexico like it, it does get scary in mexico and then it's i don't know it's different mentalities though. but see here's the thing you get that other side where it's like well 
they're their own country they need to fix themselves yeah. you know so you get that that's too right. and I'm like, oh, yeah but that? we're over there freaking meddling in all sorts of countries exactly. businesses no, I, mm-hmm. I, and we're not even dealing with our own backyard that's another can of worms oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> fall into um the u.s is uh, they're everywhere from I mean, u.s is everywhere like yeah. just don't believe it when they say that they're all coming and they're all gang bangers and no they're not all gang bangers that's for sure you but, never see one on the news. You just see families, like... Yeah, <laughs> the ones that are being raided, yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, if they came here just to mooch off of the U.S. or whatever, like, they say, like, oh, they well, they're can't. all getting weak <laughs> and they're all getting EBT and blah, blah, blah. And it's like... They can't. They yeah. can't get that stuff, you know? They need to get that out of their heads. They can't. If anything, they're afraid to even apply for things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. My mom was me that. But the thing is, the thing is, it goes, it, it just, it's to them, it's, it goes down. We call them anchor babies. So it goes to them and then, yeah. Yeah. But either way, it's like all the people that are being raided and stuff, it's all working people. Yeah. yeah. It's not like homeless people <laughs> that they're raiding or something. Yeah, like, you got all these homeless. When do you ever yeah. see like homeless Hispanic people? Uh, they're like, working. They're always working. They're trying to work. They want to work to get money. They work, Even you know? if it's not like at a legitimate business, it'll be like their paletero like, It's like, dude, or, let them fucking work. Yeah. You know, you'll get fucking good food out here. They're going to get taxed. <laughs> yeah. They'll get taxed. They do their freaking taxes. You know, if anything, let's stop, let's, <laughs> let's stop worrying about, um, you know, that whole situation. I know it's a big situation. Uh, immigration is always the case, especially when it's like a new president is going to come about. You know, it's always the case. They blow it up. But let's let's blow up the situation where, you know, we need to worry about education. We're horrible. Yeah. You know, let's worry about where the damn talk, tax dollars are going and put it back to education, yeah. to the roads, to the people, to the veterans, you know, like let's worry about that. But we worry about things that the media shoots at us, yeah. you know? No, the media is manipulative. And it's horrible. I don't, I don't even, uh, you stay know. Woke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stay woke. 100%. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. I think, I think, it's, I think stuff is going to change with millennials in general and the younger people because I know. Yeah, I feel like people are paying more attention now. And that's like one thing I was talking to his boss like a long time ago. Um, and we were talking about like Trump becoming president and mm-hmm. like how I felt about it. Like for some, like, I don't know if you guys get this, but for some reason people always ask me, I'm guessing because I'm Hispanic, yeah. how I feel about Trump being president. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess like whatever. But, um, and I was telling him that I would rather have Trump be president than Hillary because with Hillary, it's like all the same exact stuff would be happening, but she would be hiding it all. Like or, none of us would really know about or you it. Get, or you get where it's like, okay, um, you're hating on Trump or whatever. What about your Obama? You know, yeah. like you voted for Obama. To me, I he can tell you. He didn't even drink the water. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, and Flint. That was horrible. <laughs> but um, one thing I would like to say is fuck any fucking president. I want a president that's going to take care of the U.S. is really yeah. going to say what they're going to do. You know, I'm not, I don't care about left wing, right wing. Just do what the fuck you're going to do. I mean, Trump is saying that he's doing a certain thing and he doesn't come through either. Mm-hmm. So it's like, screw that guy. Not because I'm Mexican, but it's like I'm being yeah. real, you know, like yeah. get someone that is going to do what the fuck they're going to do. You know, American yeah. now too. That's why I yeah. speak from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was telling him, like, 
I'm glad it was Trump, not only because everyone would just be super comfortable and like nothing would change with Hillary, but also because everyone is so uncomfortable with Trump now mm -hmm. that everyone's actually paying attention and speaking up about like how they feel and getting involved mm -hmm. in politics. And but stuff. you know what? I feel like we are super sensitive. You know, we're yeah, so sensitive. Yeah, it's like, come on, man, you know, mm -hmm. grab your balls and do it, you know? Like, <laughs> like oh. So I think that right there does have to change, Yeah. you know, and maybe Trump, you know, a lot of people say, I like the way he says he, he delivers his messages. It's probably the wrong way, but he delivers it. Like, yeah, to a certain extent, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He really, he's a president, you know, you really have to watch what you say. He's good at like writing those waves of like trends though. Oh, like yeah. with the stupid straws, like selling the straws, like to spite everyone. <laughs> yeah, <stuff>. even <laughs> like, he posts like memes. It's, some of them are funny, like dang. They call it, uh, I don't know why, I got the curse. Wait, wait, we can't curse? I mean, we'll probably Crap. have Junior put out or something. Well, it's called shit posting when you start posting like dumb memes and stuff and he yeah. does that a lot i want to know <laughs> if it's really him or an advisor you know it can't, it can't. Advisor no because he's legit. like freaking stick his <laughs> no. foot in his mouth all the nah, time i'm he, pretty he, sure it's him. the things that he says so, on the like, news yeah, sometimes like, yeah. has to be him. yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's him but another thing i wanted to ask yeah. that you kind of mentioned earlier um do you believe in the American dream? I do believe in the American dream. Um, there's a lot of possibilities, you know, like, I mean, if we're talking about, you know, the business venture, you know, you can really do it. You just have to just keep on digging, you know, and the times where you're just sleeping, it's like, OK, you're losing it, you know. Yeah. So there's a lot of people out there. I mean, just with the Internet itself, they make millions, you know, and I feel that. Um, I don't know if it's, it's something I think or maybe even like Latinos in general. I feel that we think like, oh, this person already did it. I'm screwed. I can't do that. I'm not going to be able to make it. One thing I did learn is one, be patient. And two, there's so much money out there. You know, you can get a piece of that pie, you know. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to shoot for. You know, I'm really trying to get that piece of the pie because that piece of pie is millions and millions, you know. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if we all have that type of mentality, we can really make a big difference. David, do you believe in the American dream? Yeah, to a certain extent, but it's it's not like it used to be. It's a lot harder now because the government's so big. The government made it harder for sure. Like there's no arguing that. They made it harder on small businesses, especially depending on the state. Yeah. Like it's a lot harder now. Like when they think of the American dream, it's like the old America. We're like, oh, I come in here and make money. You're not gonna get taxed. 30% of your income. Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's different now. It's a, it is a lot harder. Like It is, yeah. But it's still there. It's still there. And hopefully it doesn't go away because who knows what they're going to regulate next. But Because yeah. <laughs> I always felt like, like when I talk to people that, you know, have had to fight their way into this country or have had to fight to stay in this country, I feel like they appreciate it so much more. <laughs> yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's like, like they know the other side of the coin, kind of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like they know that grandma in other grandma. places, <laughs> yeah, like there isn't that opportunity like there yeah. is here. So I feel like a lot of the times um, people that, you know, like us born, raised, never had to worry about immigration or whatever, like, do those Wait. people tend to collect everything? What do you mean? <laughs> like grandma, like, you know, uh, she would cherish every little thing that, <laughs> yeah. like, I think when you thing. have very little, 
I think that's where you're going, you know, mm -hmm. people that are almost like we consider rock bottom, you know, but to them, that's just a way of life. And, yeah. you know, obviously they want to be better. I feel that's where, you know, when they come here and then they make it, they're like, oh, yeah, like, like I'm going to take trash. care of it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. I feel like people don't necessarily have to become super rich to appreciate it. Mm -hmm. no. It's not like like people that have always known this. It's kind of like they're like, oh, no, my life sucks, blah, blah, blah. When they live in nice houses and mm -hmm. they're like middle class, you get me? Yeah. But all like like when I was driving for Uber, for example, I would always pick up people that were like immigrants. Right. And they would always comment like, oh, my gosh, it's so cool that like in this country, like you'll get paid for anything, like just driving, like picking people up and driving them around like you're getting paid for this. You know, yeah. like mm -hmm. the opportunities are everywhere. Like you can make money doing everything. Mm -hmm. And like I feel like a lot of people don't appreciate that as much as yeah, people well, that have had to really like struggle. Oh yeah, because they don't know that. They don't know that world. Mm -hmm. Don't even think it's like real, yeah. that's probably legit. But I think that we need that more in this country, you know? Like it's it's like an asset to have people that are really thinking like, like how he's thinking, you know? Where it's mm -hmm. like, okay, I just have to work really hard and I'll get a piece yeah. of that pie. Like mm -hmm. I just have to think of something innovative. Yeah. You get me? Like how is our country supposed to progress? How are we supposed to move forward when everyone's just kind of comfortable or miserable? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like no one's like used no, to struggling. A, well, there's enough people that are hungry for. It's almost like when we were talking that... to Gio about like um, like universities and how I asked him like okay like when I finally transferred to a four-year university, like the kids that were slacking off, the kids that were ditching class, those were the kids that didn't have to pay for their class. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those mm -hmm. are the kids that the parents were paying for everything so they didn't appreciate being there, the fact that they had the opportunity to be there. Mm -hmm. And I was the one that was like making sure I did everything, making sure I was taking notes, paying attention, making sure I showed up to every class on time early because it was coming out of my pocket. <laughs> but see, here's the you thing. Know? His his view of how I see it, you know, um, yeah, you're like, dang, they have it easy. Dang this, dang that, you know. Um, I use it like fire, like, you know, fuel to, you know, my fire and stuff. It's like, okay, they made it easy, but watch me towards the end. Mm -hmm. You know, watch me when I'm there and I'm what I viewed myself to be, you know, very successful. Like, that's where I'm going to be like, Okay, not that I care where they're at now, but it's like yeah. that's just 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 saying, like I'm gonna be there. And I'm I'm just gonna keep on going. I'm gonna beat them to it. You know. Yeah, I yeah. think if you view it that way, you're just like, oh shit. You know, like screw whatever they do. You know, like yeah. yeah you know, mom and dad, mom and dad paid for it. It's all good. You know. It's just almost like you go in with that mentality of like, okay, well, I'm gonna work double time. Like I have to be twice as good as that person. Because, you know, they're getting this leg up. But it's like, it's not necessarily like a bad thing. Yeah, like yeah. you said, it's not like you're hating. It's just like, okay, well, I have to be twice as good as that guy. You can still hate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that guy. Yeah. And then, just keep on it, digging, yeah. you know? Just keep on digging. Screw whoever you hate it is, that you, you know? love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. And then also, do you think that kind of... Like, basically, this topic that we're talking about now, do you think that it should be incorporated within classroom curriculum? Like, do you think that that should be a part of, like, history class or a part of, like, like your children, right? Mm -hmm. Do you want them 
to be able to learn about like immigration or to learn about like um like uh, why I, people come into this country like what the process is stuff like that within their history classes i mean that would be great but i don't think that would change i mean till today i mean we still have the same history that you know and some of the history that we learn is is not accurate whatsoever you know you just want to make sure every kid can relate to it though right because if it's just like a certain well i don't even think it's necessarily about relating i think everyone should just have that information you should know you should always know history but like on a certain race or like everything you should know you should know your country's good and bad history like for sure i I think that's because then if not they're gonna it's gonna repeat itself if if Mm -hmm. i'm not wrong i think germany does that where you know they they hate that what happened out there yeah, you know, yeah, but they, yeah. they also teach them like hey we did this yeah we're gonna make sure Germany's sure been really yeah. good about that actually like I, I took a class about um, like the Holocaust and stuff yeah. a history class and one of the things that the professor kept saying in a lot of the books that we were reading about the Holocaust and like all of this stuff she kept picking them because they were so accurate mm-hmm. and it was usually from German authors and she kept telling us like oh you know it's because like like Germany like wants to make sure that people don't forget like so that they don't go back exactly to that. Like, keep they, that history. They're not only like accepting it, but like like Improving, they're really right? yeah, like yeah. they're really like taking responsibility and like trying to move forward and yeah. change like the way that their country moves forward, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which but is really awesome. To. Yeah. So I say history repeats itself. Mm-hmm. Like I think people don't teach it. They like make a great America great again. What is that slavery? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Like what time period yeah. are you referring to? They were all pretty bad. Well, there were, there was good times if you were white for sure. <laughs> if you were white, yeah. white, you're not having that old. Like people yeah. always ask me. I have my bachelor's degree in history, right? So people always ask me, like, oh, if you could go back to like any time period like where would you go back to and i'm like okay well it depends I like know. am i still mexican in this scenario am i still a female like if i'm a white male then yeah i'd probably choose some other time period but <laughs> other music night, i'll just I stay here i think it's japan right where like they alter their history a lot. Like they yeah. don't own up to like all the bad yeah, things they did. Yeah, because you should see, you should check out what Japan did during World War Two. Yeah, or they were worse. Google that. We learned um, Chinese hate them to this day. The, the rape the, of Nanking. Yeah. I think it was like a city where the Japanese just like raided it and literally like raped everyone there and like completely Men and destroyed. Women. They did like crazy stuff, like chopping heads off with katanas, like shoving. Yeah, all like the it vaginas. was really like, gruesome. They, it was horrible. The Japanese. Yeah. The rape of Nanking. You should look at. I'm sorry. Yeah. They, they they were one of the worst. Definitely, I think. One of and they the, like totally worse. deny it now. Like it's wow. in none of their history books. If you mention it, like maybe no, they're living like in an alternate universe. Wow. Yeah. No, yeah, they're they're, they're yeah. I, I'm thinking they're just like ashamed of it, but it's like that's the wrong way to go about it. And that's yeah, why that's why happened, the, the Chinese like, hate them. There's always like if you look it up too, mm-hmm. they're always like about to go to war. Is it the same thing with like the Armenians? Yeah, and, and the Armenian yeah. genocide. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the Armenian exactly. genocide. They have like um. Or at least when I was in LA, they have like the the walks and stuff yeah, to yeah, like yeah. raise awareness for the Armenian yeah. genocide and everything. But yeah, that's not in any like history book that I've seen. Yeah, it's very important <laughs> in all of this. I mean, it, I feel that thanks to the internet, you find so much stuff. You yeah. Know? yeah, 
information's everywhere. Yeah. Information. And it, it's also too like um like in LA everyone's like everyone is there. You know what I mean? Like any country, like and you just talk to people and you find out all this stuff that you had no idea. And it's crazy just recently, um, you know, we you were just talking about that, um, you know, how we view, you know, like white people, right? Or Caucasians mm -hmm. and we're like man this guy looks racist you know <laughs> like we think that way you know yeah yeah um yeah but then you get to know that person like shoot maybe he is you know but mm -hmm. you get most of most of the time like you get to meet that person you're like oh shit they don't think that way whatsoever yeah you know they're really just living their life you know they're mm -hmm. not thinking of like oh this fucking mexican yeah you know? <laughs> i mean yeah, sometimes I mean, they are thinking that but <laughs> yeah it, but it's hard yeah i don't know I but it, it is hard like, though you know and it's, it's just, also like i don't know it's not it's not our fault you know it's it's kind of like it's like just that's just the world they were born into i think a lot of like you always have an open mind to people like you don't yeah. just yeah. go in there and you're like this person's this way yeah, yeah. Like you, well, yeah. you can I think, think it, it but if you like exactly don't I, act on I, it i'm very know? i'm very yeah. i uh i profile a lot judge mm -hmm. a lot like right away when i meet people and like things like that just because yeah. really mm -hmm. yeah. i love being proved wrong though yeah like, i don't yeah. mind like oh no, they're actually cool you know like oh yeah i think a lot of it is just like people don't have that experience like let's say here in washington right in the middle of nowhere it's all white people like you've never experienced another hispanic person and all your yeah. life you've heard hispanic people are evil they're <laughs> out to get you and blah blah, blah. so Take then that's just like that's your mentality <laughs> yeah but no, i don't know it, yeah it's like i said like every time we go out to some random remote place in washington like I, i'm scared i want my gun yeah i'm just yeah i know i'm like scared of white people no offense like i am like I'm, i don't know especially on the news when you hear all those like shooters who are like anti uh, yeah like, one but why yeah like we? i don't know yeah. <clears throat> i'd rather be safe than sorry <laughs> yeah True. well Crazy hopefully times. we'll see those types of changes in the future where people are more open and maybe our history books will be more accurate more honest <laughs> to the point yeah. everyone's history book should be more accurate oh for sure Mm -hmm. yeah. looking at you japan like isn't it <laughs> I, I, one thing that i know is like incorrect in the history book is who discovered um oh like christopher columbus yeah, and stuff. Like, yeah. Like, well, he, but i don't think that they teach no. that anymore actually yeah because i really oh, okay. they stopped that so they, yeah that changed stopped. maybe <laughs> Yeah, it actually did because I remember my first time too. Like her little brother goes, "Oh, we don't learn about them anymore because they're colonizers." <laughs> yeah, uh, but I thought that was too. Like you should still learn about them. You should still learn. Yeah, I mean it's everything part of history. It's just you have to keep it within like the context of reality. Like yeah, or <laughs> like yeah, um, he thought he was discovering America, but really there was and already. Just people recently, there. <laughs> I found out actually watching Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, what's his name? Hotep Jesus, I believe that's his name. Um, he was talking about that African-American, you know, we, we hear about, oh, they brought so many slaves from Africa. But in reality, in the U.S., there was already a lot of African-American natives, you mm -hmm. know. So it's like a lot of people don't know that either, you know. Yeah. So it's very inaccurate. Yeah. 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 And then people always assume it's just Africa. But it was like yeah. slaves from all over. All over. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't oh, yeah. just Africa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, they were probably just the that's most. something I learned new today. Yeah, yeah, that's probably just like the most typical or the most known, mm -hmm. I yeah. guess. I'm sure, yeah. And I feel like a lot of people kind of like ignore how Hispanic people were treated. 
Like oh, we yeah. had it just as bad as black mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. <laughs> back in those days. Like I can't when you uh, if you ask me to picture like 1950, there's not a single Mexican in your that's, mind. Yeah, right? that's yeah. how it is. Like it's just black and, and white. white. Yeah, and that's it. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's how most people picture it. Like nobody remembers mm-hmm. that we were here in that time. You know, like the raza was yeah. here <laughs> in that time, and we yeah. were like. Out there hustling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we were treated just as badly. We were. Oh, yeah, for your profile, 100%. Mm-hmm. We were segregated too. We yeah. had no rights either. That's a whole other <laughs> subject too, right? The profiling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With like cops and stuff. And it's like, dang. Racial profiling. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, hopefully we see those changes. Thank you so much for being on our podcast today. Of course. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for flying me all the way over here. <laughs> I'll send you the bill. <laughs> <Shoot>. <laughs> and hopefully it helps people to like just be more aware of what's really going on, yeah. I guess, in our country. But yeah. All right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. We out. So that was a really fun interview. Yeah, it's good talk. Yeah. I had a lot of fun just, I think, because it's, it's like more people than just three. Yeah. <laughs> so it was fun um, to do it, all four people together. That is true. Groups, I think, are easier. Mm-hmm. And then we had some beers anyways. So. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I feel like I got a lot from that just because I, I I really don't know too much about that whole process or about like that. Yeah, for the most part, my family, they came, I guess, I guess they're, they're the legal Reagan, now. Yeah, like Reagan. in the 80s. Um, yeah. Which we mentioned, I think, in the interview already. But um, yeah, for for my family, I don't... I mean, I still have family that live in, like, Tijuana, um, Baja, California, Mexico, and, like, in other parts of Mexico, but they're not living here. So I don't know kind of, like, that experience of having to live here undocumented or having to go through that process of trying to, like, get all the legal issues sorted out so that you can become a citizen. Like, I don't really know any of that stuff. So that was really awesome to get to kind of hear about his experience. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I was looking through some stuff and I found an article from thehill.com, which I'm not sure what that website is about specifically, but um, I just saw this article and it's titled Fiona Apple donating two years worth of songs royalties to help pay migrants legal fees and that was from july of this year july 2nd so it was kind of a while back yeah um probably when most of that stuff was kind of going down right where like there was a whole bunch of ice raids and everyone was like worried and um people were trying to figure out how to help or what to do um and the quote from that says while they while they wait which is the name of the organization helps families through the entire process so they don't have to stand in court alone so they are not in the end treated like criminals she continued um again people going beyond oh sorry 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 that's my notes (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's i guess she's donating her money to 
While They Wait, which is an organization that helps families that have been detained by ICE and helps them through the legal process and tries to figure out how to help them through that whole situation. Um, and I thought that was really cool because when Christian was talking about how companies can sponsor people to get their legal status or whatever in the U.S., like, I didn't... Is that like work visas? Yeah, I, I guess. Like, I didn't know that where, like, they pay... Like, that's what happened with his dad, he said, right? Where, like, his employer paid for all of his dad's stuff so that he could become an American citizen. Right? Yeah. That's what he had said. Um, so, I like, I honestly had no idea that that was a thing. <laughs> like, I had no idea. So then that made me think, like, okay, well, why don't people do that more often? Right? Like, all of these people, not that people should have to do that. Like, you shouldn't feel obligated to do that or anything. That's not what I'm saying. It's just that there's a lot of stuff, <clears throat> like in the in the media or like well yeah just like in the media right of famous people or rich people or whatever that are like against trump and against all of the ice stuff and they're speaking out against it and blah 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 and i'm like okay that's nice that you're saying these things but like, if this is a thing, then why aren't you just doing that? <laughs> Maybe it's different. I don't know. I don't know anything about the laws, so who knows how Well, I mean, she's doing it, right? Well, she's just donating money. She's donating money to that organization, which is paying for the legal fees for families to figure out. That's just legal fees. That's just. Yeah. That's just literally lawyers trying to delay it and. Yeah, well, that's still a load off, yeah. I'm sure, of any family that has no money to pay for any legal assistance at all, you know? But it seems like you're saying to pay for to get the citizenship. Well, yeah, that too. But, I mean, they could just even be doing this. You get me? Like, this is the first person that I've heard that's doing anything <laughs> other than just talking, right? I mean, I'm sure there are other people. I just, I haven't heard of it. Yeah. You know? Probably have to look for it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if more people, I guess, put their money where their mouth is, right? That's a phrase. Um, it's like, again, kind of going beyond politics and finding other ways to create change where you don't have to, like, sit around and wait for people to vote and laws to go through and blah, 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 blah. There's also another way. A militia. <laughs> Seriously. A militia really, for what? People really care that you could go and try to defend these immigrants from the raids, right? Then they can open fire on civilians. It'll be a standoff. That's one way to get attention, but no one's down for that. Well, probably most of these people that are, I don't know, the, like, again, like, the whole politics thing, right? Like, probably most of these people that are, like, F Trump and 
F ICE and blah blah blah. Most of them are probably like anti guns exactly. anyway. <laughs> dumb. They don't realize the power. <laughs> that's why that's in place in America. It's to fight the government for things you don't agree with, right? Mm-hmm. Just not, in case. Yep, just in case. Yeah, I Okay, we're diving into politics <laughs> again, which I I told myself we wouldn't do, right? But like I'm just it's throwing an idea a, out there. Yeah, it's kind of a pet peeve when people say like like that they're against what is that, the Second Amendment? Yeah. Like, they're like against the Second Amendment or they think we should get rid of the Second Amendment because well that was a long time ago why would we need to fight against our government again and it's like uh <laughs> look at history it really wasn't that long ago in other countries or in other places or even There's happening a, now in other china. countries yeah china they wish they had this second amendment they literally have signs that say that because they can't fight the government and it's not supposed to be like for foreseeable things it's supposed to be just in case because you never know like it's not supposed to be there for like well it's because we need it right now you know what i mean it's just supposed to be there just in case um so that we can all have that option if that ever comes to pass but yeah anyways um we also or i also found um this series on Netflix called Living Undocumented. And again, going into like creating empathy and trying to understand other people's life experiences and stuff. Um, and it's from executive producer Selena Gomez. And again, someone going beyond the politics and doing what they can to make change in the world, right? To create some change. Which I thought was awesome because I'm sure Selena Gomez doesn't have to be doing this. But I'm sure she's also making a ton of money off of it anyway, so. <laughs> Capitalism can be good, right? You can make money off of something that's creating positive changes in the world. Just because it's making you money doesn't mean it's bad. But yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, we watched a couple of episodes of that last night. And I know it was two or three. I think it was two. Two, yeah. But I know David had different opinions than I did, I would say. So I kind of want to hear what you have to say. Me? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just... I don't know. They're pushing an agenda for sure, you know. And it's like, I don't know. I guess I'll, I want to I want to see the whole thing, see what the ending is, I guess. I don't know. Because usually documentaries are just supposed to, I don't know. I just want to document things, right? No. Documentaries usually have agendas as well. The, yeah. Everything is made with a purpose. You don't just make something for fun, I guess. I don't know. Like, usually I would say documentaries have a purpose. They have a purpose, but it's not like... It's to expose something, to bring attention to something. It's not like a biographical documentary where you're just stating facts about a person. Yeah. It's it's a documentary know. about some like a specific issue. My well, I don't know. I, don't, I guess it's not so much a documentary. I just know people are gonna watch it and just think automatically like, oh my god, we need a Trump's a monster and we need a. I don't even. Well, I guess. <sighs> like. 
But I don't even think that they're necessarily doing that. Like, the only time that they've really mentioned Trump is just that military spouse. And even then, that guy voted for Trump, so he wasn't against Trump. So I don't think that they're necessarily painting that picture. Like I said, I want to finish the whole thing and then give my final thoughts on it. I guess so. But yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't... It doesn't... All it is is just trying to make everyone feel sad and sorry and doesn't give an answer to like it doesn't fix anything it doesn't do anything really i don't know just it is doing something but i think for you things have to be very concrete and that's not what this is yeah i don't know it doesn't do anything like is that <laughs> it's doing a lot to me this is i don't know to me personally doesn't do anything like i like i'm not oblivious to all this like yeah, but I also think you have a really hard time empathizing with anyone or anything. <laughs> no, because I automatically start trying to think of, like, how do you fix this? Like, what do you do? Yeah, but that's not the point. Well, then I don't like to just dwell and go, oh, man, this is sad. It's not oh, dwelling. Man, it's sad. just being like, aware of it. Fix it. How do you fix it? That's Why do you have to fix everything right now? I don't know. Like I said, I just want to, oh, this is sad. Oh, Orange man bad. This is sad. Like, that, nah, man. Like, that's not what this is about either. That's where I go to. It's about learning. Like I said, I'm not oblivious to this. No one's saying you're oblivious to it, but also, like we said with Christian's interview, we don't even know what that's like, right? We've never experienced this. I don't know what it's like having to live that life. That's the I think that's the point of this documentary is to shed light on what that experience is like so that people can understand it better. People can empathize with it. People can see someone as a human being and not just like an illegal alien or like, I don't know, like just bringing that human factor back into this topic that's saturated with politics and labels. That's what I think this is about. And that's what I think that we need a lot of now because I think people are neglecting the fact that these are all just human beings. Like, we're all just human beings. There's a very, very, very human aspect to these situations and people are just slapping labels on it and playing politics and blaming each other and getting angry and yelling and blah, 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 instead of like just trying to understand. I guess, I don't know. I don't, I don't see nothing changing. Like, I don't know. I don't well, see. Well, not right now, but if more people watch it and more people understand it, It's bringing the lives of these people like into the world at large, right? Into their homes. That's like the whole point of TV in general, really, right? Even when TV was like first invented, it was like, oh, well, you're bringing this into people's homes, like blah, 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 right? Like the first, what was it, the first like, presidential debate that was ever like broadcast on tv it's like oh you're bringing into people's homes you're bringing the issues into people's living rooms and blah 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 right so that's kind of how i see this it's like you're bringing this stuff 
that no one is ever yeah. exposed to unless it's you. Um, um, I was going to say, damn it. Uh, we don't need to, we didn't even record them. So, we still need an episode. Um, I lost my train of thought. I don't know. Well, I don't know. For me, I think, like, to fix problems, it doesn't just have to be, like, something that you're necessarily doing and getting an immediate, like, result. I think this is, like, a long-term type of remedy or something, if you want. I don't know what to call it, right? But it's a long-term thing. It's not like an immediate solution to fix this problem right now. I think it's like a long-term thing. Kind of like like the type of quote-unquote discipline that we do where I work, right? It's like positive behavioral support strategies, right? That's something that's long-term, something that's going to stick with them. They're actually going to learn like these behaviors or whatever, like we're teaching them empathy, we're teaching them like like actual solid things as opposed to you spanking them and then they just learn, okay, if I do that, I get spanked. <laughs> you get me? Like that's an immediate solution. But I know there's the long-term no, effect. No, this is different. a long-term solution, but the problem is I think, I don't know. This is showing, this is showing like one thing in a very big picture of things. Yeah, that's fine. Someone else can come up with another documentary to show some other aspect of this topic. You get me? Like, why does this one have to show everything? But like I said, it just doesn't do anything. Like, I don't know, it doesn't... It's doing a lot. I think it's doing a lot. I guess maybe some white person, they're just gonna be like, oh my God, I feel bad for Mexicans. It's not about feeling bad or not. It's just about understanding, trying to put yourself in their shoes. You're thinking of sympathy. I'm thinking of empathy, like putting yourself in their shoes, really understanding what they're going through. Not just feeling sorry for them. I think that's what people do. I don't know. Because you can't. It's hard to put yourself in someone's shoes unless you're there. Like, yeah, you and to, these cameras put you there. They don't really. It's not. It's di- I don't think it's it's different. Watching it and actually living something. You're well, doing. of course, but this is as close as you're gonna get without actually being an undocumented <laughs> individual. But that's my point. Like you'll, I don't know. You'll still never know what it means. Like a white person will never know what it means to be brown or black or whatever. They'll never know that. Never. They don't have to know exactly what it is as long as they can empathize and understand. See, I don't know. I don't know. I 
Was it just feeling sorry for someone? No. <laughs> it's not sympathy. It's empathy. <laughs> Anyways, you can watch it for yourselves and see what your own opinion is, I guess. But I think it's making a big difference. Especially for people that really don't have any experience with it. Because at least we're still Mexican, right? <laughs> like, we still experience, like, racism, I guess, or, like, whatever, right? But some people have no connection to this world at all. So I think that will Yeah, it's help. usually sheltered. Mm -hmm. Or, like, there's a lot of people that want to change, but, it, like I said, they have no connection to this world at all. So it's kind of like Sad. just building their background knowledge, if anything, right? Um, yes. I don't know. But, yeah, I think it's, it's good. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, tune in next. Oh, we only have, like two more episodes after this and then we're going to wrap up the season um, and then we'll come back next year schedule might be kind of wonky next year with better um, mics yeah hopefully Hope. better microphones better equipment um, but our schedule might be kind of funky next year because I am hoping to go back to school um, next or year or I'm hoping we don't even do season two because I won the lotto well, that'd be nice. Well, actually, if we won the lottery, I would definitely be doing a season two because this is, I probably wouldn't be working. <laughs> that is true. It'd just be like a hobby. I do my own podcast, though. A real hobby. This is like a part-time hobby <laughs> at the moment, so it'd be more of a full-time hobby. Damn, think. I'll just do that. Like, my podcast would just be me about winning the lotto. Mm -hmm. And all the crazy stuff you and do with like, your winning. Ask me anything. <laughs> yeah, what I do. What I do all day. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be nice. Anyways, yes. Liz, <laughs> um, always, if you have a topic that you want us to cover or if you are someone that wants to be interviewed by us and has something to say or if you know someone that we should interview or anything like that, you can message us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter. Um, all of them are on campus with Miss T. That's ms.t. Um, or find us on our website. On campuspodcast.com. Yes. And we have all of the links to all of the social medias on there as well as to our email. So you can also send us an email. And that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Catch you next week. 